The future of healthcare is exciting with many new therapies finding incredible success. The Heroic Dose brought to you by Microdose is a one-day virtual conference that will explore the use of psychedelic therapies in military veterans and first responders in an effort to combat the alarming rates of PTSD, substance abuse, and suicide in this coveted yet undeserved demographic. Topics discussed include the therapeutic potential of psychedelics over opioids for pain management, reducing the graduation of acute pain to chronic pain, and preventing suicide in the long run. The Heroic Dose will cover the intersection of clinical care, research, and investment arenas. Now, while this is an all-day event on April 22nd, yours truly will be moderating a panel at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. The panels focus the altered state of combat veteran trauma and the quest for novel therapeutics in psychedelic substances history and overview of current treatments. And the panel will feature four veterans who have used psychedelic therapies to combat PTSD, trauma, opioid addiction, and I would love to show them some support from the phenomenal Brian Nichols Show audience. So please follow the link to the show notes to the Microdose website and sign up for this incredible virtual conference. And if you are a veteran, a 100% discount will be applied at checkout. Again, that's the Heroic Dose brought to you by Microdose. Link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. Can I pause for a second and, and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who is getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Happy Monday! Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, folks. Brian Nichols here. And yes, you are in store for another phenomenal episode. First of all, I want to already thank those who have uh, reached out and wished me an early happy birthday. Yes, it is coming up here, tax day. Oh, hey, at least they, uh, they push back tax day so they can't rob me, uh, rob me completely blind on my birthday, but thank you in advance to those who have uh, wished me a happy birthday, but you're not here to listen to me talk about my birthday. You're here to listen to today's guest because today's guest is a marketing guru and candidly is someone that we absolutely 1,000, 1 million percent need to be paying attention to, and that is one Chris Goizeta. Now, Chris is joining the program today to help libertarians understand all about marketing. How can we add value? Yes, what we talk about in sales, but how do we get at the top of mind? How do we actually get in the, the feeds of people, get into the minds of people? How do we uh, be the first people that they think to when they're looking for the problem solvers. Chris digs into all that and more. A fantastic conversation to be had. With that being said, on to the show. Chris Goizetta here on The Brian Nichols Show. Hey, what's going on? I'm really excited to be here. This is the the second podcast I discovered once I started going uh, down the Liberty Movement. So I'm excited to be, be a guest on the show finally. Oh, man, Chris, that's a lot of pressure, man. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> second podcast you heard. Well, hopefully, and I, I'm saying hopefully, I think I know the answer. It looks like you stuck around. It looks like we didn't scare you off. And I'm I'm going to assume that now I, as a sales guy, I never want to assume. But I think it's it's safe to assume in this case that you must have gotten something of value that we're doing here at the show, because not only have you been getting more and more involved in the greater liberty movement over the past few months, but you've also just launched a brand new podcast, Making It with Chris G. So, Chris, let's start off here. You You've started out here in the liberty movement kind of, you know. I'd say running before you even had to walk because you you have a background in marketing. You have a background mm-hmm. in building personal brand through your day job. So let's mm-hmm. introduce yourself to the Brian Nichols Show audience and then kind of dig into the specifics of uh, this marketing and branding world that you found yourself in pre-COVID. 
Sure, yeah. So I've been in the music industry since 2006 and mostly on the concert promoter side. So we're promoting shows and it's it's crazy. It's a crazy number, but I've literally promoted and produced over 2,500 concerts um, for, for Live Nation, for AEG Presents and uh, independently as well. And it's pretty easy to hit that number if you're doing 200, 250 shows a year. Um, so it's a high, very, very high volume business. And I'm also got into artist management uh, about six years ago. And where I just start really started managing artists, developing and building their personal brands, then got sucked back in on the promoter side, working for AEG, who's the biggest uh, competitor to Live Nation, was there up until COVID. And then I got laid off because of there's no concerts, there's no shows happening. And, you know, kind of pivoted immediately, went right back into artist management and uh, took a bunch of courses during the time I was at AEG, knowing it wasn't going to be my forever thing um, in, in digital marketing and really diving into that. And that's that's what I went into head first, uh, doing marketing now for artists and I teach at a couple of universities and looks like I might be working with my my artist management mentor, a guy named Randy Dees, to do all the digital marketing for for their marketing company. So it's really exciting. Uh, good stuff is happening. It's just, wow. So as long as you keep moving, right? It's like don't don't it's okay to I don't know, be be sad and upset when when things don't go your way, but as long as you keep moving. Um always. Always keep moving. Happen. Well, and you mentioned when you were focusing on personal development. That's mm-hmm. huge. And I, I preach yeah. this to my team constantly for my day job is and we do this every single week. I actually we I make them do personal development because we'll spend yeah. at least one day, probably half an hour or so doing some sort of training, whether it's watching a podcast or a talk mm-hmm. or you know hearing a sales training uh, meeting, whatever it may be. We're doing something to help focus on that personal development, personal growth. And exactly right, Chris, if you're not growing, I mean, not to to be hyperbolic, but if you're not growing, <laughs> you're dying. If, if you are not yeah, in the business world, especially if you're not constantly trying to expand, then that means that somebody else out there is expanding their marketplace and they're, they're going to be tapping into your marketplace sooner rather than later because they're going to start to find some problems that you're not addressing as the incumbent provider that they can easily go ahead and address. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's so awesome that you're you're doing that for your team. I wish more companies focused on that, like where they're constantly developing their talent, because I know what it's like to be at that job and not feel like you're growing, not learning anything. And the learning curve might be big when you first start, but then a year or two in, it's just like feels like you're doing the same thing over and over again, not learning anything. So it's awesome that you're doing that, too. Well, thank you, man. And it, I think it's because I always ask the question, well, what would I have wanted to have in my mm-hmm. first professional um, experience. And a lot of my, my team that I'm having on, they're, they're entry-level salespeople. I mean, and candidly, right. they're, they're coming into the industry, they're um, you know fresh out of college looking for a new opportunity, or they are usually a little bit further along in their career and they realize that what they were doing, nope, wasn't for them or something happened. Right. You know, COVID hit, they lost their, their career, whatever it may have been, and they decide to, to take a different step and maybe explore the world of sales. And, mm-hmm. and what... I'm finding is that you have the people who are more interested in actually advancing their themselves, right? That actually is the best salesperson I'm looking for because if yeah. they're focused on on making themselves better, then they have that intrinsic d- desire, that intrinsic drive yeah. that I can't coach, I can't teach, and they're going to enter into the position with a sense of enthusiasm that somebody who just doesn't have it, like they don't have that spark, they're not going to mm-hmm. have that drive. And and it's right. It's something that I know that if I hadn't gotten the training and I didn't get the training in my first real career position, 
that I had to kind of learn it on my own and like learn, right. learn the tricks of the trade while also trying to keep that spark going. And that's, Absolutely. that's tough sometimes, man. Like that, that can be a lot on people, especially if you're brand new to the industry. Like my greater industry that I work in is telecommunications, cybersecurity. There's a lot of stuff in that, in that world, you know, a lot of uh, different acronyms, a lot of different uh, technologies that you have to get familiarized with and to, to do that. But also first time you're ever doing something in sales. I mean, that's, that's a big step for a lot of people. So I say all that let's kind of do a quick transition to you you went okay. from this like complete like world of music right music mm -hmm. and, and now you find yourself focused also in the world of liberty and mm -hmm. i i know it sounds weird to say but i do see some similarities in the industries not in the specific like type of service being provided but the people you're talking to and how you're reaching them because i i kind of find everybody in the music world is being hit by the music in some emotional way and I would say that when we're entering in the world of politics, we are often, and, and we do this in sales as well, we're peaking those emotional signals to get them interested first and then mm -hmm. to start asking some questions. So when you're talking about emotion and marketing, Chris, what are some of the approaches that you found success with to help get people who maybe are a little apathetic to actually care? So the big thing that I always focus on is, especially in the social media world, people want to be connected to brands that have a personality, right? So something that's authentic, something that they can connect with. So I always talk about like the quote I always use is the you know, music is the last thing that matters until people hear it. And then it's the only thing that matters. So how do you lead people to the music and lead people to the music or whatever it is you're selling through branding and storytelling? So, yeah, it's it's not as much maybe as an aggressive of a sales approach because it's like more, I guess the marketing and branding approach. Um, and, and, and sales is definitely, I think something where a lot of musicians could benefit from as well as, as an additional skill. But I think first comes uh, getting the audience comfortable and trusting uh, who you are. And if they, if you develop trust, then that is going to be big, big leverage in once that call to action comes, when that sale comes, it's kind of like, um, Gary Vee always talks about the whole jab, 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 right hook, like you're offering value, value, value. And then you have a call to action because if you go straight into, oh, hey, I see you're a fan of Jay-Z. You'll be a fan of my music, too. That's not going to work. No. Like, the, the, the only reason I respond to that, because I'm in the industry and I teach this stuff. So I always respond because I'm kind of snarky. I'm like, you know, you could sell me much, much better than that. Let me know if you want to if you want to learn. Um, but most people are just going to ignore those those messages. Well, so you were talking about in the music industry about how you build that audience by getting them comfortable building trust. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite bands is AJR. I love AJR. Oh yeah. The, and mm -hmm. one of the things that they do that me as a music here, you know what? I don't I think I've told the story. It's not really a story. It's a little bit about me. So I am yeah. a huge music nerd. Um, I, yeah. you know, growing up in, in, uh, my family, my dad, grandma, um, sing in church. My grandma's played oh, cool. the organ. We would always sing, you know, for special music at church. Um, and, then, you know, chorus, choir, professional orchestras. I mean, I played tuba, trombone, baritone, piano, guitar. Oh, cool. And like, I became immersed in the world of music, became, you know, in, in an acapella group. I was the musical director and I just love this stuff. And I say mm -hmm. all that because then I look at a band like AGR and I, I they actually do YouTube videos where they'll go through and they'll break down yeah. every single song and explain oh, cool. how they did it, um, explain mm -hmm. like the different little nuances. Like, you know, they'll they'll take three different audio tracks, um, layer them together, and that creates mm -hmm. a really cool reverb sound. And like things like that, 
I nerd out about. I get yeah. so excited about. And just to be able to watch that and then listen to the music, it attaches more to me because they've hit mm-hmm. my emotional appeal of like, this is stuff I love. So yeah. you're, you're you're hitting the nail on the head. They built trust and comfortability with me because they're they're tapping into something beyond just the the actual product. They're they're tapping yeah. into kind of like my uh, my my spidey senses almost. Yeah, and and it's, I'm not too familiar what they're what they're doing, but it sounds like they're doing it with creating consistent content, oh, absolutely, which is exactly one of the ways that you build trust with an audience and build that emotional connection is through consistent content, whether it's a YouTube channel, whether it's a podcast, whether it's through photography and you're posting really cool pictures on, on Instagram. But I think content is the first, one of the, I guess, key pillars to developing trust and that emotional connection. And the other one I always talk about is engagement, engaging with people oh, yeah. on, on social media. And you have the, you know, the one-to-one and the one-to-many. So if you have a list of, of brands or influencers that uh, are in your space, connect, like, engaging with them but you know sometimes they won't engage back because they have all kinds of people engaging with them but at least being present in those conversations and then going down the comments i mean i i, I quote gary v a lot but he always talks about like uh, digging into comments he doesn't really care what the post is he just digs in the comments and looks at what people are saying and then engaging with those individuals uh Isn't that's that the one to one really quick yeah. time out because that's opposite of literally everything we were told don't read the comments don't look at the comments, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but actually it's, it's the exact opposite. You should be actually focusing and okay, get rid of the toxic, you know, responses, right. but focus right. on what the actual responses are that are des- asking for something different or asking for something mm-hmm. more, more unique or, or tailored to them. That, and I think that's, yeah. that's your point, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yesterday it was, it's funny because I, I got into some bad <laughs> rabbit holes, but you know, Ron DeSantis announced that he's going to uh, ban um, vaccine passports. So I was like, you know what? I mean, it's some of it, it's a little bit of controversial. It's not really music related, but since I'm doing the music and liberty thing, uh, let me go and comment on some people. Like people are saying negative things about it and positive things about it. In those threads, I think I got 20 new followers uh, just by engaging with people. Wow. And, you know, some of us. And I try to focus more on the educational part, even though I got into a couple of debates. Um, Chris, how much time but, do you spend on that, by the way? How much time do you think that took? Not a lot of time at all. I mean, 10 minutes, maybe just just going down and leaving a comment on a few few comments. And then, of course, like seeing what the what the replies are. But I would the way I, I try to work is um, I think it's called the Pomodoro method, where you're either 25 minutes on five minutes off or 50 minutes on 10 minutes off. So it's like a way to be a lot more productive with your time. So it's like 25 minutes or 50 minutes, right? Deep focused work on whatever project you're working on. And then during those five or 10 minutes off, you're, you're just, just messing around. Like, you know, either you can go play on social media, you can do some exercise. That's what they really recommend to do is like do a couple of jumping jacks or something like that. Um, but it helps you be a lot more productive when you're in your productive time and you actually get a lot more work done in a, in a shorter period of time. And it's easy. I mean, you just spoke to it. It's easy to do and it's easy to see quick, tangible results. Now, it also requires you to be consistent. And that's the part the part you were mentioning beforehand is if you're just going ahead and doing this once every month. Yeah, you might get 20 followers here and there. But again, you have to be at the top of people's mind. I mean, there's a reason that that companies pay quite literally tens, hundreds of millions of dollars for naming rights for stadiums. It's because they want it to be XYZ stadium in, you know, name city here that's on the, the, you know, the news every morning when they're going through the traffic report or every time that they're going through and, you know, they're doing the the skyline overview, they Mm -hmm. have their name, their logo on that skyline there that that's 
entirely on, on purpose. There's a reason I just talked about this actually with Mark Claire over in his show. Um, there's a reason that RC Cola is not one of the top two colas in, in the United right. States. It's candidly, they are out of mind. They're usually the last place you would look. You're at Walmart and you're like, oh my God, I need something to drink. And there's the RC Cola machine just <laughs> sitting there next to the restroom. And you're like, oh man, it smells like urinal cakes, but I'm really <laughs> thirsty. And it's like, you have to it's go really thirsty for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like right next to the auto parts center. So you got like the, the urinal cake, you got like the, the tires, the brand new tire smell, the, the, the gasoline oil. oil and the, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a wreck. And you're going to say, I'm going to spend 79 cents for this RC Cola. And, and that's because we, we've been conditioned to look at Pepsi. We've been conditioned to look at Coca-Cola because they have been, time and time again, at the top of our minds. And if mm-hmm. we see them consistently, then we're just going to think of them consistently. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's consistency and then also they're they're a leader in a category, right? There's this really cool book called a 20, uh, was it 21 or 22 Immutable Laws of Branding? And one of the laws is becoming a leader in your category. So it's, you know, the leader in the category is either the, the one that's first so I think Coca-Cola is like one of the first and there's really strong and consistent with their with their brand right out of the gate. Or it's someone that's in a in a niche that's doing something a little different. So I always use the the hip hop example, like, you know, like the people are know that Grandmaster Flash is like the godfather of hip hop, the founder of hip hop. But really, he isn't. You had Africa Mabata and DJ Cool Herc in hip hop way before Grandmaster Flash. But he just took what they were doing and just took it to the next level. And. Um, you know, so you can become a leader in a category either by being first or doing something very different and uh, just being really, really good at that. Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs, when he made the Steve iPhone, Jobs. the, the yeah. Apple computer like that was that was the revolutionary aspect. Right. But mm-hmm. then there's also yeah. the consistently doing things better and, and making right. things more efficient. Amazon yeah. kind of took the the model of like, you know, your your catalog model at home. You get your big, you know, JC Penny catalog. I remember when I was a kid, you get the the 300 page catalog and I would flip yeah. right back to page 270 plus because that's where the toys were. And I'd go through with my highlighter and I'd circle. And that upgraded yeah. to the Amazon wish list. And and now right. you can, you're a kid and you can scroll through your phone and say, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. Yep. And Jeff yep. Bezos so took that model and made it better. Whereas yep. Steve Jobs took a phone and then took a computer and said put together let's make it a smartphone and that was like what like what that that doesn't exist yet but to make then a brand new product that changed the game and every time i i will be the first one to admit i used to look at apple and i'd be like who needs airpods who needs pods that don't have connections to them who needs an a watch that tells you what time it is also it's a phone and guess what now i'm wearing a fitbit and i love my (laughs) bose headphones like my bose quiet comfort headphones i'm sorry but apple in their creating and doing things unique and and trying things for the first time creates the market and then it Mm -hmm. opens the door for a lot of other companies to come in and then just do it better or do it yeah. unique in a way mm-hmm. that maybe other companies like I know Bose, they've mastered the quiet comfort headphones with their noise right. cancellation, the active noise cancellation features, which I love. Um, but like then you have other companies who they can do it maybe more cost effective. So maybe you don't need all the bells and whistles. You just want a nice pair of headphones where they can take the yeah. Apple AirPods model and give it to you for 40 bucks for 30 bucks and call it a day. Yeah, it's funny. You're going to be able to tell I listen to a lot of like podcasts and personal development stuff. But Tony Robbins, he has this really cool quote of fall in love with your customer and not with your product. Right. So if you're always listening to to your customer, then you know if you want to grow a business, of course, if you just want to do your own thing and you're doing your own thing, that's it. And you're not doing anything else. Then, then, then that is what it is. But 
don't, I guess, complain when it limits your your growth. But if you really want to grow your business and it's about listening to what your customers want and listening to what their, I guess, their pain points are, what their um, emotional connections are with, with with things. And it's the same with music, too, because they always talk to, you know, to musicians. It's going to be the same as promoting a, a Liberty campaign. But it's not just about writing the music that you want. It's also listening to your fans and listening to the feedback you get from them. So it's kind of almost the same even if you're running for for a campaign for a Libertarian Party. Like listen to, it's like, like you always said, meet people where they're at. Um, you know, like listen to to the audience. Like what, what do they want? Well, this is exactly where I was going. Like perfect transition. Fall in love with your customer, not your product. And how yeah. perfect of an example of a group of people who have absolutely fallen in love with their product. You go to libertarians yeah. <laughs> and they will tell you how much they love libertarianism, oh, yeah. right? But we're not mm-hmm. we're not falling in love with our customer. And our customer is people who honestly haven't had the chance yet, either A, to be introduced to liberty, or B, to be convinced that we have value that they should even want to make the make the transaction. And in this case, that transaction is either A, giving us a, giving us a vote, B, becoming a party member, or C, starting to support pro-liberty positions in their, their daily lives, be it through policy positions that they're supporting, be it through organizations that they're supporting. So we have means to try to get people to start doing things differently, but it requires us to look outside first instead of focusing right. inward. We're, we're like the vegan CrossFitter of politics. Ah. I, don't, I don't know if you've ever heard that, that joke before, but if you have a, a vegan CrossFitter walking to a bar, what, what are they going to talk about first? Being a vegan or being a CrossFitter? And that's how libertarians are. I mean, they're, we're just so passionate about our, our policies. And that's and to me, too. I kind of fall noticing that right away because I'm learning so much at such a fast pace. And I just want to share it with everyone. But people are not ready for for things like abolish the IRS and get rid of social security. Like they're not ready for that. It's almost like you have to ease them into those, those things, especially since there's such an extreme difference. And what, what I always try to do, um, you know, so keeping on the Liberty movement is uh, it's something really, really cool. I heard it's either, it's either on your podcast or Tom Woods's podcast, but uh, I don't know. It's actually uh, Larry Sharp. Um, he always challenges his students to think of two or three ways to a, a problem, like solutions to a problem without uh, deferring to government or raising taxes. So how do you, how do we solve this problem without um, going back to one dose? I try to challenge people too when I get into a debate and like, okay, so how would you resolve if, is this, if government and taxes wasn't an answer? And kind of just listen to what they have to say. Yeah, I like it a lot. And, and one thing that I think we can even do better as a greater movement is when we're having these conversations is to to start in the mindset of helping explain how things got to where they are by mm-hmm. asking a question first. Get the person that we're talking to yeah. to kind of tell you what they think. Because so, for example, right, we start into a conversation. Let's say somebody said, let's just say somebody says, well, we need to go ahead and print another two trillion dollars for name government program here. Don't say we can't afford this because this, this, and this. Don't st- say where does that money come from. Get get them yeah. to get them yeah. to answer so the, the question. Like, where does that money come from? Oh well, it it comes from taxes. Does it? Well, which from who? Who pays those taxes? Okay, and and then and then get them right. to, to. So why why do we need to like what what are the money? What's the money for? Can it be done more efficiently? Get them to start reverse engineering things. Walk backwards. And and we're seeing this a lot, too, with millennials and and Gen Z, especially, is that they have like just countless means of information at their fingertips. And they don't need just to be Mm -hmm. told information. 
What they need to be told is value of the information to be able to help filter the information and to make that information important to them. And I think that's right now Mm -hmm. the primary areas, Chris, where we've dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's really hard to do that on social media too, right? It's just been, especially in By 240 design. characters, you can't really sell someone. Or even on social media, it's almost like um, I don't know, I'm just making up terms now, but like it's almost like the hard sale and the soft sale, right? So marketing and the sales funnels and the branding stuff is kind of like the soft sale, um, where people can come to the the ask, I guess, at any time whenever it's like at their leisure. So on social media, if you're debating someone, like. They don't have to respond right the second they can go read a couple articles, educate themselves, get their that confirmation bias and then come back to the argument and bring that to the table. And it's like it's really hard to convince them on social media. So if you're going to debate or if you're going to be on social media, you put educational content out there for people to learn or have those conversations in person. You know, there's one or over the phone, you know, either like on a, a call like this, like a Zoom call or uh, and we're doing a Google meet. I never even used this the Google meet before, but um do it where you're actually talking to the person. Um, I think that's much, much more powerful. Um, going back to the music industry example, there's this manager uh, in the music industry called Rick Barker, and he used to manage Taylor Swift. And when she met him, so he started at the beginning of her career. And when they met, she said she really wants a, a platinum record. And he's like, all right, well, then we need to go shake a million hands. And that's how they built their campaign. They literally went to show after show, radio interview after radio interview, tried to do as many meet and greets as possible possible and they literally shook a million hands uh so she could sell a million records and i feel like that's how it needs to be on the delivery movement too it's not just digital and online you have to promote yourself like physically too yeah well (laughs) we we see too often that we think our online communities our online groups are real life and they are Mm -hmm. to an extent to us but to the rest of society not really Twitter's not real life, folks. I mean, your (laughs) average person, they're like so unplugged from the happenings of Twitter. Now, what's scary, though, and I will confess, is that Twitter does become real life because the people who unfortunately have the buttons in front of them that are the power buttons, they're on Twitter, um, which is is an unfortunate reality that we we have to, to kind of come to grips with. But instead of just saying... Well, then we have to just, you know, acknowledge the the system and, and go along with the system. Well, we have to think of unique kind of creative ways some like guerrilla marketing ways. I mean, I'll mm-hmm. tell you, Chris, and we can talk off air. I'm, I've got some stuff that I've been working on behind the scenes with folks like Todd Hagopian and stuff to to maybe do some of this guerrilla marketing to try and get libertarian mm-hmm. ideas out there in a way that we haven't really done before. Or maybe not had the success that we've had, uh, that mm-hmm. we wanted to have. And partly it's because we've been focused on just telling people how right we are versus meeting people <laughs> where they're at, as I, I like to say, mm-hmm. but also trying to to enter the conversation that they're having in their mind. And that conversation they're having is likely one of some type of emotional uh, concern. You know, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to feed my family, right. have a roof over my head? These are real issues that real people mm-hmm. are caring about. And if we're just talking about non-aggression principles, people aren't going to be paying attention. Right. Yeah, so true. I mean, it, it's interesting because like the Libertarian Party almost really, really reminds me of um, – or just politics in general, right? So the Libertarian Party is like the independent musicians. And then the Democratic and uh, Republican Party is like the major labels. Like you're competing against the majors and trying to stand out against the, against the noise. And there's a few that, that break through. Um, so you have like your, your chance to rappers that, that break through and they're completely independent. But it's it's hard to have like 
everyone breakthrough. I mean, the resources are out there. It's it's possible for for everyone that is is running for you know a libertarian party, where, whatever it is, whether it's for Congress, for you know, state senate or state Congress or state house representatives, what, whatever it is people are running for, there there's a way to reach people and and to grow it. And it's not so much focusing on the the debating and the online stuff. It's literally about building a brand. I think the people that are the leaders in you know, in the end of this movement have brands like Dave Smith. He's a really well-known comedian, uh, Rob Schneider. I mean, well-known comedian and actor. And it's not that you have to go be famous, but there's a way to really, really grow an audience and become known. Um, really, really good book, by the way, uh, Mark, Mark W. Schaefer. It's a book called Known. And it's it's really, it, it is possible to become known by just building consistent content, having conversations with people, having conversations with people even outside of your industry. It's something that's in your in your interest pillars, right? So, you know, I know you have a political podcast, but right now we're talking more about marketing and branding. So that's something even different that that you're doing. And it's really, really good to tap in those different areas sometimes as well. Uh, so you show depth and diversity within your own personality and something else that others can connect with. Um, because, yes, politics is fun, and but it's not what people always want to talk about. They want to talk about uh, wrestling or The Office, or I see Yoda back there uh, in, in your office. Uh, I want to talk about Star Wars, right? Um, at the end of the day, we just want to connect with real people. And I think the m- most people out there, they're not like us. They're not like heads, heads or up to their ears and alligators in politics all the time. Like when I was in the music industry full time, I barely had time for politics because um, I was just working all the time. And it was just like really just talking about my industry all the time. So you have to remember that, too. And, you know, right now, like there's such a I don't know if it's because I'm in it now, but I feel like the amount of propaganda and misinformation out there is at an all time high. It's it's insane how much there is. So you really have a giant wall to even break through to get to people. So going going straight for the call to action or, or the jugular is, is going to be hard because you have to break that that really, really thick wall down of people that aren't involved in this every single day. Man, Chris, we could go on for literally i think hours because this is i mean this is the stuff that i live for um and can't like this is my day job right i mean this is the stuff that i'm i'm helping my team do every single day you know build individual brands for them as as not just you know people but as sales people and and to help them mm-hmm. professionalize their their brand and to help them progress their careers and i want to see this with the libertarian party i think we do have a great Same. opportunity right i think i think so too yeah yeah 2021 2022 local elections, state elections, this is our chance to to really present ourselves, not just as the third party. And I, I'm going to say this. I've had a couple of candidates mm-hmm. who've been on my show. And I'm, just, I'm doing my new Sunday candidate series. I'm just going to give a word of advice to, to candidates. Stop saying that we're the third choice. Nobody yeah. cares. Like, yes, it's no, great that we're a third choice, but people want to vote for something. They just don't want to mm-hmm. vote against something. So what we need to do is stop saying, "Oh, I'm the third choice in your ballot." Say, "No, I'm the candidate who's standing for this issue, this issue, and this issue. And I am on this layer on your ballot, but I should be at the top because these are the top issues." So when you go and vote, stop voting for party A, party B. Start voting right. for something that you believe in and something that you want to exactly. see change in, not against the other two. That's the mentality we start to have. I think we're going to start to win. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I was saying all that because I think we, as we're moving forward, this is a conversation we're going to need to have more and more frequently. So 
You're having this conversation right now over on your podcast quite a bit, making it with Chris G. So uh, as we get ready to wrap up here, Chris, because I mean, oh, my God, we're already at half an hour, which that went fast. That flew by. It really <laughs> did fly by. Um, so how about this? Let's let's spend the last uh, little bit here promoting and, and giving some insight into making it with Chris G. But also I want to give you the platform, maybe some some things you want to, to share with the audience and uh, leave us as we, we go forward here at the uh, end of the program. Sure. Yeah. What, what I thought I had real quick about being the third choice is you know, we're, we're the only choice for liberty, for freedom, right? So maybe that's the message. Like, we're not the third choice. We're the only choice if you want this. I like and that. having a very clear message. I think that's the other big thing a lot of um, libertarian candidates miss. Like, there, there's no very clear one message. Like, like Andrew Yang, universal-based income, right? So if you um, – Bernie Sanders, like, free health care for all, free education for all. So, like, if you think of a name within the libertarian, like, movement – what is it that they stand for? It's like, it should be very quick. And that's branding right there. I mean, they're doing, branding is consistently doing something over and over and over again. So consistently brand yourself with one or two messages that are very simple to remember. Uh, and that's how you're going to build build a powerful brand. And um, I guess, guess about me, sorry, I was like a little tangent. I'm, I'm, I'm the worst, get, worst at the hard sale promoting myself. Um, but making it ChrisG.com is, is the hub where, where everything's at, where people can find all my social media uh, channels and everything. I, I am going to start a, a music and liberty blog i'm just debating right now if it's going to be on the making with christy um website or if i'm just going to build a new separate thing but there's gonna be a link to it uh, so kind of like eric july with uh with back backwards um that's his like a little uh link link to the band but um definitely doing that and then one thing i always want to promote i always say at the end of a, a podcast or something do i have time is uh, i have Tourette syndrome uh, that's why maybe you guys have heard me make it a little like like nasally sound or something or um, i don't need this video but uh, like any kind of twitches that i have uh, i have Tourette's and if anybody out there that has a, a sibling a nephew uh, or have Tourette's themselves uh, don't hesitate to reach out i couldn't imagine what it would be like to be a, a child in today's world with, with bullies and i got bullied pretty hard in school for for Tourette's and uh, anyone out there that needs a support system and someone that is out there and has gone through through the bullies and is doing some some interesting things and has worked with some cool people, uh, definitely don't hesitate to reach out. Oh, I love that. Chris, thank you for, for that. But also thank you for all you're doing and all the expertise you're bringing here to the greater liberty movement. We need more folks out there with this mentality. And I think as we have more and more of these conversations going to wake more and more people up. And hey, you know what, Chris? I'm I'm incredibly optimistic because as I listen to more of these libertarian podcasts Same. over the past year, guess what? I'm hearing what we're talking about starting to permeate into their messaging and it makes me so excited because I know that we're making a difference. So that being said, making it with Chris G, we'll include the links to that awesome network as well as all the other links to Chris's social media in the show notes. Chris, always out a thank you for joining the Brian Nichols Show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me and thanks for doing the show and what you put out there. I've I've learned so much from, from this podcast. I know that it's Every, everyone's talking about like Ron, Ron Paul and Tom Woods and I send all my friends this podcast and, and some of the other ones. I feel like it's just easier to digest when you're when you're getting introduced into the Liberty Movement. Um, so, yeah, just thanks for, for what you do and uh, for all the, the great, great lessons I've learned over the past uh, year and a half. E-A-B-L-E-S. Ebels. Remember that name because if you suffer from chronic joint and muscle pain like me, then Ebels Broad Spectrum CBD Oil is your answer to your prayers. The Ebels story began with the search for something natural to help manage chronic migraines. But Ebels helps more than just migraines. From managing chronic pain, anxiety, depression, and more, Ebels is truly a game changer in the natural alternatives to big pharma drugs. And yours truly, Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, can indeed vouch for the quality of Ebels, having a herniated disc in my back. Whew 
coupled with years of sports injuries, I was struggling to find something, anything to help manage my pain. That is until Ebels. With the best quality product and customer service in the industry, Ebels Broad Spectrum CBD Oil and Ebels Freeze Gel easily stand above all the competition. And right now, Ebels is offering a special discount to all members of the Brian Nichols Show audience on all orders. All you have to do is head to Ebels.com and use promo code TB. NS, the Brian Nichols Show, right? TBNS at checkout. That's it. Discount applied. Again, the code is TBNS at checkout to start managing your pain today with the highest quality CBD on the market. One more time, that is code TBNS at checkout. Let's sell liberty and look good doing it with Proud Libertarian. Folks, when we're selling liberty, we have to start things off by piquing interest. And what better way to pique some interest than by rocking some amazing apparel from Proud Libertarian. Personally, I'm a huge fan of their Do Good Recklessly t-shirt, but there's more than t-shirts to find from awesome taxationist theft snapbacks to the killer Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death hoodies. Proud Libertarian has all the libertarian swag you need. And guess what? Brian Nichols Show audience members can rock the latest libertarian swag and save some cash on every single order. All you have to do, use code Code TBNS at checkout, and you'll get 10% off your entire cart at checkout. That's right. Each time you order, use code TBNS, and you'll instantly get 10% off your entire order. Listen, I am super excited to have Proud Libertarian here as a sponsor of The Brian Nichols Show, so do me a favor. Head over there to Proud Libertarian, place your order today, use code TBNS at checkout, save 10% on your order, and help support libertarian entrepreneurs today. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up my conversation with Chris Goizetta. Thank you, Chris, for joining the program, and thank you for all the work you're doing, both uh, behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, all that in between. And folks, if you uh, want to go ahead and support the work that uh, Chris is doing, we'll go ahead. Number one, I'll include all of his links in the show notes, but also, uh, please do me a solid and share today's episode. I want Chris's name getting out there in the Liberty world and beyond far and wide. So when you go ahead and share the episode, make sure you tag me and Chris, and you can tag me at B Nichols Liberty. That's Twitter, Facebook, minds.com and parlor.com. Also, if you particularly enjoy today's episode, email me, Brian at BrianNicholsShow.com. Let me know. I'd love to hear it. And if you have not had the chance yet, head over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a quick five-star rating and review. Yes, on Friday, we shared one of our reviews, and I'll be uh, honestly going through and sharing a lot more of these reviews. Uh, if you have gotten a review and already over the past uh, few years here at the show, we'll be on the lookout. You'll probably see your name pop up somewhere in the uh, in the marketing world here at the Brian Nichols Show as we're we're sharing the uh, the reviews that you guys have been going out there and giving us. So thank you to all those who've already given the five star rating and review. And if you had not had the chance yet, we'll head over to Apple Podcasts and uh, get that quick you know one or two sentences in. What value do you get from the program? So on and so forth. You know the drill, folks. Um, but speaking of know the drill, this is this is new. This is not a drill. T minus like what ten days or so. Uh, I am uh, hosting a panel, and it's part of Microdose.Buzz's amazing conference, and uh, I'm part of a panel for The Heroic Dose. And what we're doing is we're focusing on how psychedelics can help change the conversation when it comes to mental health, especially with those um, who are former uh, military veterans. And I say former as if they ever stop being military veterans, but uh, honestly, and for those of you who have served, you know that the uh, the experience and the service that you went through doesn't end after your uh, your time is done in the military, but those experiences continue on, and a lot of uh, folks in the military are looking for some help in, in terms of dealing with those mental health issues. Well, it was an honor, uh, an honor to be asked to host this amazing panel to talk to military veterans who they themselves have been using psychedelics to help deal with depression, anxiety, and yes, suicidal uh, thoughts, PTSD, the, the list goes on and on. So folks, I'm going to ask you as members of the Brian Nichols Show audience, please head over to the show notes and uh, if you could, it's on 
April 22nd at 10 a.m. Uh, I'm going to be hosting that panel, and I would greatly appreciate uh, if you guys could come and show some love. It is free for members of the Brian Nichols Show audience. I'm including the links in the show notes. Again, it's April 22nd at 10 a.m., The Heroic Dose, sponsored by Microdose.Buzz. Thank you so much, folks, for, uh, for joining us on today's episode. Very important for us to learn how we can not just create value but be at the top of people's minds so chris thank you for all the work you're doing and folks uh, if you're looking forward to another fantastic conversation to be had well of course make sure you hit subscribe so you're not missing our conversations like up here on wednesday i am joined by trent ortner he is focusing on the redacted caucus and what is the redacted caucus's goal libertarian unity yes you've heard it from jeremy todd reed coverdale david fight and now we're having a conversation with trent ortner focusing on how we can get this liberty unity thing into action in the greater libertarian party so folks make sure you hit subscribe so you're not missing that awesome episode on wednesday but that being said it's brian nichols signing off here on the brian nichols show for chris goizetta we'll see you wednesday Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.